Welcome to the 5-Minute Bible Study Podcast. This ain't your grandma's podcast. And it's Aaron again on the 5-Minute Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, and you're back for episode 36. In this episode, I interview Kellen Owen. Kellen is in his early 20s. Uh, He has a special interest in this topic. It's something that he, like me, has also struggled with in his past, and he is currently now for the last year or so been doing an online support group with other men. And so he gets into that in the latter half of this episode. The first half, we kind of just talk about the issue and what makes this a difficult issue. But in the second half, we start talking about things like accountability softwares and just the support group that he runs, how to run a good support group, and things of that nature. I really enjoyed the conversation with Kellen. I think you will too. And this is also much shorter than the last few. Kellen was gracious enough to lend the time that he did have, but he didn't have a lot of time. So we only recorded for about 25 minutes or so. Um, So without talking about the podcast more, let's just get into it. We do have a word from our sponsors and then right into the interview. In keeping with the newsletter, The Truth About Porn, that I've been doing over the last few days, I want to introduce you to a couple of new podcast sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Get Caught Accountability. This is kind of a throwback software. While as most accountability programs nowadays are downloadable on all your digital devices, this one's kind of a throwback. There's no actual software to download. You just go along as you always have been looking at pornography until someone catches you. It's real easy. There's no real vulnerability required. No one has to worry about checking up on you, and you don't have to worry about reaching out to them to let them know how you're doing this week or the next week. You just stay in the same cycle of looking at porn, feeling guilty, and getting caught every now and again, and that's it. If you would like to know more about Get Caught Accountability, go to getcaughtaccountability.com and start talking to no one today. This episode is also brought to you by Just Quit It Now Accountability. This is yet another throwback accountability program. Again, no software. This program works best if used about once every five years, preferably from a pulpit. Just find a preacher who will rant about porn for about once each half decade. He'll tell you to just quit it, and you'll be surprised about how much strength this gives you to quit porn. Most porn consumers have never heard this before, and hearing it from someone with authority makes it that much more effective. So instead of getting any real help, just go to justquititnowaccountability.com and stay in hopelessness right away. This is a fake ad. If you're actually battling porn use, please sign up for the 30-day newsletter, The Truth About Porn, and learn about this terrible problem and how to fight back. Okay, we'll have Kellen Owen here and finally have this uh, time to set aside to have a conversation. How you doing, Kellen? Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, uh, you know, we, we were just talking about this maybe a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe it's a little bit longer than I think, but uh, it ca- became quickly a- aware to me that you're pretty passionate about this topic. So for you... I know my my motivations, but why are you personally, you know, passionate about this this particular topic? Yeah, um, you know, for me, uh, porn kind of crept into my life when I was probably about fourteen. Unfortunately, you know, that quickly turned into an addiction for me, and um, I needed help really, really bad. And so, um. I turned to some guys in the church and had like little support groups in the church. Um, my dad was a huge influence on me. I, you know, would reach out to him and, you know, he's a preacher, um, in the churches of Christ and he is just 
super helpful. Um, he gave me a lot of good pointers, um, some, some things that he's been through to help. And it was just, it was just really good. And, um, why I'm so passionate about it though, is that I knew how low I got with it and I don't want anybody else to, to feel that way. And I know exactly how it feels to feel like you can you just can't escape it, you know? Um, cause porn is one of those things where it's a very isolating sin, um, where it, it'll make you want to hide away by yourself. Um, but then it'll also, um, you know, we're, we as a society, we don't necessarily openly talk, um, especially in the church, we don't necessarily talk about sexual sin. Um, and that's because it's a little bit more taboo of a topic, um, it's a little bit more sensitive. Um, but, you know, pornography is very alive and well. In fact, I think it's um, along the lines of gossip in the church. Because I think, you know, there are certain sins that Christians just struggle with just because um, Satan's really good at laying traps for us, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah. I think pornography is one of those for um, men or men and women. It's a multi-billion dollar industry and it is just, it's sin, you know? And we never talk about it. We pretend it doesn't exist. Um that's why I'm so passionate about it. Cause I think that there's a, um, stigma, especially in, in the church or in just Christians in general, that you don't necessarily talk about these things cause they're embarrassing. And I don't think porn needs to be an embarrassing thing that people struggle with. I think it should be something that, you know, it's a very common sin and it's, you know, sin is sin to God. And, and in my opinion, and I think that while it is a disgusting, um, practice i think that you know if you lie all the time and you look at porn all the time you're going to the same place <laughs> you know so yeah. i think uh we need to keep it out in the open i think you need to put it out in the open and just be like you know this is this is a problem um we don't need to hide it we don't need to do this by ourselves anymore and that's why i'm so passionate about it i think long answer for it yeah yeah how for, long for you you know you said you were exposed to it at 14 how long did it take for you to actually get to a point where you could talk about it and you talked about your dad being involved? Well, you know, I, I talked to my dad and my mom, actually, both my parents. I was very close to. I, I was one of those kids who I picked my nose and I'd feel guilty about it. And so I'd confess to my parents. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I so I told them pretty early on. Um, but then it quickly turned into a hide it, one of those hide it sins. Um, and for me, it, it took a long time for me to not necessarily just talk about it to people, but because I've always been that open talk about anything to everybody kind of guy. But for me, it took until I was about 18 until I realized that other people struggled with it. And so it was kind of a, an interesting idea that I, I had no idea that other people had struggled with this before, um, that other people, you know, were going through the exact same thing that I was. And I remember at a young age, you know, like 17 or so, 16, 17, and I would look at friends and I, I would, you know, think to myself at the dumb age that I was, I'd be like, oh, they would never do this. They would never do that. Maybe this person, but not that, not, you know, not that person. And come to find out, you know, 
once I confessed a little, you know, a little part of my life that I felt was personal to my friends, they immediately were like, yeah, I struggled with that too, man. But hey, it's okay. We're going to get through this together. And that changed my world completely. Because, you know, James talks about confession bringing healing. And uh, I didn't realize the healing that it could bring just by talking about stuff. When you put sin out into the open, man, it changes It changes the whole game. And um, so for me, I struggled pretty early on. I didn't know that anybody else struggled with this for another 40 years of my life. And then when I finally figured it out, it started to get a little bit better, but then it also became a little worse later on in life. And that was, that was, you know, really when I reached out for help of my own, I found a, a support group and it's been go, go, go ever since. Well, I appreciate you being open to communicate all that. And I think that whenever guys like you and me can talk about our struggles openly, I think there's power and, and the effect that it can have on other people willing to talk about it. So I really, I want to, um, you know, say thank you for being able to come on the podcast and be so open about it. So I think you're just in what you've said already is going to be able to do a lot of good with guys that know you and um, will be following along in this effort. So uh, thanks, man. That is that is one thing, if if I will, or if, if you'll let me real fast. Yeah, good. One thing that I've noticed more than anything else is that um, – just by saying I have a problem, the the amount of people who have been like, wait, Kellen, you struggle with that too? <laughs> you know, because we, we hold people to a certain standard, a standard and we forget, you know, they're human. So for me, I, I look at, you know, I have my own personal um, people that I just look up to in general and yeah. they would never think anything wrong of them. And if they were to come forward and be like, I've struggled with this, it would blow my mind, you know? But having, you know, having the openness uh, that, I, that I've had, has I've really seen a lot of good come from it, just from guys being like, you gave me the courage to, you know, do the same and to actually get some help. I, I know that I'm not the only one. And so that's an encouragement for sure for for guys, I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't need to preach it to everybody. You, you know, you need to, you still need to have your safe people. Um, and you know, there are, there are right places and wrong places to talk about this kind of stuff. But I, I don't think it's a thing that us as Christians, we need to hide anymore. I, I, I don't think that sexual sin is, um, it does it's not that it doesn't exist. It's very, very evident all around us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we need to stop pretending like, you know, there are only the, only the weirdos struggle with that. You know, only the creeps struggle with that kind of stuff. I, I, yeah. So I think having that open mind of just being able to just talk about it openly is uh, really helpful for me, at least. Yeah. And just be clear, I don't know who might be listening to this. I know there's people that are members of the church listening to this. I know there's people that aren't. Uh, maybe atheists are listening to this. I don't know. I have no clue. But we're not talking, to be clear, just for all audience purposes, we're not talking about being indifferent to sin, but we are talking about talk, uh, communicating it openly in order to get healing and to get help. Um, I'm assuming we're on the same page there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I will uh, say, even, you know, with pornography specifically, um, we, we, a lot of times we're afraid to use that word and 
for myself, I've been more comfortable just in this past year of saying that word pornography, but it has, um, it, I've been very surprised at the amount of people outside of church or outside of the Christian world who also are against this, you know? Um, I mean, mm-hmm. there are multiple celebrities who I don't necessarily agree with their values <laughs> just as a Christian yeah, who are 100% against pornography because they know, I mean, they know how bad it is. They know that it changes the brain. They know that it's uh, just as addictive as meth and cocaine and all these hard drugs that mess you up. You know, they know how bad it is for you. Um, and they know that it doesn't reflect real and a healthy marriage, you know, a healthy sex life. It, they know, they know all this stuff. And so it's really impressive to me. So like if there are listeners who are, you know, not Christian, this isn't a topic that's just um, about, you know, Christianity and what's sin and what's not sin. This is a moral dilemma uh, trying to help you fix your brain to a more normal state. You know, me as a believer, I believe that God, you know, made me and this sin is changing what God made in a negative way. Um, But regardless of if you believe in God or if you don't believe in God, it's pretty bad. So, yeah. There's a book on a website. It's actually the website came first by Gary Wilson called Your Brain on Porn. Uh, and the website's yourbrainonporn.com. And if you want more information on that from a scientific standpoint and current research, that's a good place to go for anybody that's listening and wanting to know more about what Kellen was just talking about. Um, let's uh, jump into some of these harder-hitting questions. We've kind of taken the easy ones first, but uh, as far as like um, actually quitting porn, what do you think are some ineffective methods that you've maybe even experienced or you've seen people try, you, you've been a part of leading a support group, um, hit us with something that you shouldn't try. You know, we got people out there who will be listening to this for the first time and they're looking for that answer, but where should they not go? Uh, very first thing that you don't want to do is make the decision that you can beat this on your own. Uh, I've tried. I am 22 years old now. Um, so I've had porn in my life for eight years and for seven of those years, I was doing it by myself. It does not work and you will not get any better from it. In fact, you might get a little worse, um, because if you do have some success, just fighting on your own, you will inevitably get tempted again. And I think that Um, some guys have really strong wills and they can do it on their own. Um, and I, I'm very, you know, respectful of that, but for me, it did not work. And for most guys that I know, it does not work. You can't do it by yourself. You always need at least one person to be able to, you know, confide in and have it as an accountability partner. Um, so that, that's the big thing that I would do. Um, some guys, they, they look and, um, you know, they go for these um, big programs that, you know, ask a lot of money. Um, that doesn't necessarily work. Um, it, it can. Uh, the, the, the thing about 
these programs that, you know, will say, Hey, we can get you to quit porn in 90 days or, you know, a hundred days, you know, these, these programs like that, um, they're good, but the work starts, um, with you. And if you are not wanting to put in the work and you are not, you know, putting in what you need to, um, it it won't work for you. And so you're just going to end up wasting money and, I don't want you to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I think those are two really big things. It, but at the end of the day, you really, you got to decide with yourself and you got to work um, on yourself as a person. Um, that's, that's really the biggest thing. You can't do it by yourself. You need some friends, but you also got to decide with yourself that you're going to quit, that you're, you're going to be done. And that's, that's a hard that's a hard battle, man. It's, it's tough. It really is one of the hardest things to quit. When you talk about these programs, I've seen some seminars like online seminars and, and so forth that I think you're referring to. Just to be clear again to our audience, are, are you including within that, like the quote unquote programs, things like Covenant Eyes and these accountability softwares that you can download on your phone or computer? I would assume not. Uh, what do you think about those? Yeah. Um, I, I actually love, um, so I use covenant eyes myself. Uh, so I, I don't, I'm not talking about those kind of apps. Like there are some apps that are monthly services that, um, monitor your feed, monitor, you know, the apps that you use. I think those are fantastic tools. Um, and actually, um, I think that they are necessary for young families who might, um, have, you know, children who are getting close to the, you get a phone and you get a phone age. I, I think covenant eyes is necessary. There are, there are specific things like uh, I know on Samsung devices, covenant eyes monitors the entire device. Um, and so you can have like, you know, apps, um, like Instagram, Snapchat, you can have, you know, all sorts of things, um, monitored and it sends a screenshot, sends it to your accountability partners. Um, that's something that I will want for my kids. Um, and that's something that I would have wanted for myself as a kid too. I know that sounds like an invasion of privacy maybe, but, um, you know, for me, I, I would give anything to not have this addiction in my life, especially invasion of privacy. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you got to ask if it's worth it for you. If you want to quit porn, but you don't want to have your privacy invaded, well, uh, <laughs> you're not going to be able to quit very easily just because, you know, porn is in our private times. And um, there was a porn coach who told me, um, you know, if you have time for um, porn, then you have time to quit it. So <laughs> there's yeah. there are all sorts of there are all sorts of things like that that might invade privacy for you. But yeah, those, those kinds of apps I'm great with hundred percent. Covenant eyes is my favorite. Um, but there are all sorts of apps that are awesome. Uh, the, the programs that I'm talking about are some of these, um, like coaching programs where like, you know, it's more of like an online rehab where you can join, um, and you have like, different stuff like that. Uh, they have like different accountability groups that you can join and all this stuff. There are good, there are good in those. Um, I was in a program that actually helped me learn a lot about what, about myself for one, but about also what I needed. 
Um, and so there, there is a lot of worth um, in that. Um, however, I didn't want to put in the work on myself and that, so that program didn't necessarily work for me. So, um, I would just be careful if you're wanting to quit, try, um, you know, a cheaper route <laughs> first, um, <laughs> because our, you know, most of the time we're like, okay, I'll pay anything to get rid of this. And that's, that was me. And I don't regret spending that money because I have learned a lot. I've made a lot of great friends with that. Um, and it's helped me create my own. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, but there are, there are other, there are other outlets. Um, there's a podcast, um, uh, oh man, I forget his name. It's like Matt Hubritz, something like that. Um, I probably, I probably just butchered his last name, but, uh, he's on, uh, Spotify and I'm sure other, other places and it's uh porn free radio. And man, that guy, he's been doing the podcast for like 12 years or something like that. He's been free for that long. Um, he just knows what he's doing and he gives a lot of great advice and it's all free. You just have to put it in. You just have to listen to it. Take some time to listen to it. So there are some really great outlets like that. But I'll try to find that podcast and include it in the link of this video of the description. Um, if I can get to it after this episode is done recording. So I uh, appreciate that plug. I'm sure that's, that sounds really good. Um, about, you mentioned support groups a couple times already on this um, recording that we've been doing. So you run the support group. Um, I don't want to give away any details. I want you to share about the group, kind of what you're free and willing to share about it, kind of how you operate it. Um, and then in general, just what you advise about if somebody was going to start a support group, you know, what, what have you learned and what would you recommend? Yeah. So, I, I run a support group a group called Fighting for Freedom, um, and it's a smaller group, but man, it's blown up, and it's been really cool to watch. So this this support group is aimed at uh, helping Christian men, Christian young men, um, navigate and find uh, a way out of porn addiction um, and sexual sin. So that encompasses uh, lust and um, you know, really just the big one, the big ones for sexual sin, but we do have an emphasis on porn addiction. So, um, this is something that, uh, I was really excited about because this was something that I needed, um, at, you know, 14 to, um, I mean, even now I still have moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going through temptation. I need some help. But especially, uh, when I was younger, I needed something like this. Um, and so really what happened, I was at this, uh, this camp, um, where we did a bunch of Bible studies and just church events. And, um, I was at this camp and I was a dorm dad there. So I was in charge of the dorm, um, with one of my friends and, uh, we were having a topic on pornography and lust and talking about that. And I told the guys, I was like, Hey, uh, I've been in a support group for this. I've learned a lot of cool tricks. Um, and things that have helped me out. So, uh, if you are struggling with that, you don't need to raise your hand right now. Cause there was like 40 guys all around, but I was like, you don't need to raise your hand or anything. Just come talk to me privately sometime this week. 
And I had, I think about five people come up and say, Hey, I'm struggling. And I was not, I was not prepared for that, you know? And, um, that was just the start after that week. I had about five more and I was like, okay, this could be something here. Um, let me, let me create a little support group that, you know, has some accountability groups and helps people with this. And I, I mean, I, I thank God for it. We had, um, you know, some awesome people join early to help out. And, uh, Jacob Maddox, um, is one of those guys. He came in and helped me design the server. Andrew Martin, um, came in very early to help, um, set up the server. And, uh, now we have a full functioning support group on discord. I mean, it's, it's a support group of just really, really good Christian men who are all struggling with the same sin. And there's over 50 people in that discord. We started, we started that server in um, June. And so uh, July, August, September, October, I mean, it's, we're four months in now (laughs) and we already have 50 people. I mean, and the past two months we've stopped advertising because we're running low on staff. (laughs) You know, we don't have enough accountability uh, leaders. We don't have group leaders. So we've really focused on just developing what we've got. And man, it, it's been so much fun to be a part of, um, to help grow. And I mean, if you are a Christian guy listening and you have a problem with this and you are wanting some help, man, that, send them, send me a message, do, you know, do whatever you need. Cause we'd love to have you be a part of it. Cause not only is it a great tool for, um, you just learning how to get better. It's also a great tool for like mission work too. I mean, we have multiple guys who have, um, joined without knowing many friends in the church who have made lifelong bonds just because, of, you know, a few short months and, a couple of hours of work, you know, it, it's, it's been a blessing in my life for sure. And it's, it's helped, it's helped me in more ways than none. So that's, that's my server that I've started. Um, but there are so many support groups that do this, um, fighting for freedom. The, the one that I have, it's completely free. Um, that's something that, you know, Andrew, Jacob and I, we want to keep, we want to make it free for everybody, whoever needs help. Um, that means that we have to put in a lot of work for no money. So it is hard, but, um, you know, there are, there are so many opportunities for men to get rid of this, um, addiction and women to get rid of this addiction too. Um, you just got to put in the work yourself and I'm happy to be a part of, um, the fix to this problem. It's, it's been a, it's been an honor for sure. Um, so if it sounds like your group is running out pretty quick, uh, like you said, you're already running out of personnel and stuff. So if, uh, there's going to be a need and there is a need for more support groups like this across the country, what would you say to somebody, um, a Kellen Owen on the West coast say, or I can't even remember what coast you live on, but let's say there's another Kellen Owen out there and he wants to start a support group. So real quick, in the last couple of minutes, would you just share a couple of things to give them? If somebody was to start their own support group, what would I tell them? Uh, really just, you know, make sure you got a good group of guys around you first. Um, 
that's what really has helped me tremendously was having Jacob and Andrew. And I mean, there are countless others um, who come to mind, but I mean, those two guys really have helped me in more ways than none. I mean, they, they are awesome people. Um, they do a lot of work for, uh, I mean, no pay at all. And so, uh, yeah, just great Christian guys. And I mean, even if it's not, you know, even if you're not a Christian, you're listening to this. Finding a support group is, I think, crucial for your success and getting rid of this addiction. That's the full interview with Kellen. I do apologize because at the end, uh, there was something that happened with the software and he was not able to hear me. And so the interview kind of got cut a little bit short, although he was pretty much done talking about uh, support groups and and what makes for an effective one. So uh, again, apologies for that. And, And there was a little bit of ringing from his microphone. So I hope that it didn't bother you too much, Um, but we try to do the best we can. And I'm just very thankful that he took the time to do this because he's a very busy man right now. I believe he's engaged and uh, and that has his schedule pretty full. So um, if you have any questions about this, I'm sure that he would be willing to answer those questions for you. You can always reach out to me through 5minutebiblestudy.com. This is day 20 of the newsletter. If you've not been on the newsletter, some people have signed up late and I've just sent them a PDF of the previous day's letters and then sign them up to start receiving the the newest ones, the current ones. So this is day 20, and then there's 10 more after this, and the newsletter will be complete. Again, I'm trying to make this eventually into a book. So if you have any feedback about the newsletter or these podcasts, the ones with Matt Tyson, the one with Jonathan, and this one with Kellen, please let me know. Good feedback, negative feedback, anything that will make a future book effective, If you, especially on the newsletter part, if you find that the content was very helpful. Please let me know on that. That'll help me to know which parts to include in a book and maybe add more meat to and add, you know, the parts that were not helpful at all to you or you thought maybe detracted. That really helps me out. Um, So don't be afraid to, to do that. I appreciate the criticism or the feedback, positive or otherwise. If you do have a problem with porn, day 21 of this newsletter is how to overcome porn. A lot of the things in the newsletter up to this day 21 have addressed certain features that are important for you to understand, to uh, agree with, to get on board with before you get to actually implementing the how-to program, as it were. So I would encourage you to really get on that and consume it for yourself if you are somebody that is struggling with this currently. Also, find a support group. And again, Kellen put his name out there. So if you know him, you can find him on my social media and try to talk to him about um, getting support. That's all for today. You've been listening to the 5-Minute Bible Study Podcast.